Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building, and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to welcome Ivor, founder and CEO of Omnifia on the show. Omnifia is an AI-powered productivity tool that allows companies to bring together all of their disconnected applications to find information quickly in order to supercharge productivity. Ivor, thank you for taking the time. Would you like to please share a bit of background about yourself and Omnifia? Yeah, sure. Thanks a lot for having me on the podcast, Charles. So yeah, I've been a remote worker since 27. And in this environment, I was working in a startup world where I headed up um, the marketing function. And I really enjoyed that role because it grew so fast. So we were like profitable in the first year. We achieved seed funding from a publicly listed company and awards from KPMG and recognized as one of the most promising startups alongside Coinbase. So we had some real growth and some great kind of success, but it was also really difficult to keep pace in terms of the business knowledge, especially as a kind of commercial person. What I needed to know was constantly changing and evolving in this kind of startup world. And whilst my kind of my position there was remote, I essentially found it really difficult to get up to speed with our latest pitch, to find what projects were progressing in the company, what's happening on the kind of product development side of the company and on the commercial side, like what deals were kind of what status for the company as well. And I was always in between meetings in this position because of the fact that I was remote. I often just found myself out of the loop a lot of the time with information and, and essentially the latest ongoings of the company and that affected my productivity, but also in relation to that, it also affected my kind of overall motivation because so much kind of information was essentially inaccessible and lost in a bunch of different applications. So at that time, I mentioned this to my friend, Chris, who I met at university, and he's been developing some really interesting AI and um, SaaS applications over the last 10 years. And we realized we could connect all of these currently disconnected applications through the use of APIs and in, into one um, platform. So this applications like meetings and documents and CRMs and emails and slacks and so on and so forth. And the idea was essentially conceived then, and we wanted to present all of the information from different vendors into one single kind of place. And that's our role in, in the ecosystem is to drive productivity through the connection of workplace information. So essentially we then started Omnifia with this kind of mission in mind. And we started it alongside our full-time jobs. And then we went part-time and in the middle of last year, we went part-time. So we created the product, which is as it is today is workplace feed. This essentially allows you to integrate all of your disconnected applications and you can see updates in real time across them. So you can see um, all of your Slack, your project updates, deal flow, boards on GitHub, perhaps document changes, notion updates, and so on and so forth. And you can see all of that in a single glance in a type of Facebook style fashion. And we've got some really good feedback so far with some kind of notable companies and we'll be taking this private beta more public in May. So yeah, really excited for that. And in December, we finally, we closed some funding and that allowed us to take the 
um, company full time and transition out of our day jobs and basically work on our dream, which is that's really exciting. Well done. And when you aggregate and connect all that information, you present it in a feed, but can users also those feeds to try and access key resources? Yes. And is the short answer. So we thought searching is, is obviously quite important because you can often know that you're looking for a project or kind of a keyword and some kind of context around a topic in, in question. So then you might want to use the search and this exists in a bunch of different applications and some other companies do that as well. But I think what's really interesting is finding information intuitive because you often don't really know what you need to know and you don't know what to search for. And that's exactly why we have the search across the different applications, but we're really focused on intuitive discovery. So you can just rely on the workplace feed and, and find exactly what you need to know. Very interesting. And from that journey, from working on this on the side to now doing it full time, what's been your favorite moment so far? I know this shouldn't probably be like the holy grail, and maybe you shouldn't focus on, on solely this for the validation, but certainly getting that first yes from investors that are reputable and know what they're doing was a really kind of key moment for, for me heading up the, the fundraising process for the company. Often in the whole investment process, you often get a lot of rejections and you really have to read between the lines and try different things to understand why you were rejected because often people aren't I'm briefly honest with you and you have to adapt and come up with a new version of the pitch and kind of, yeah, put it forward in a different way. So getting that first yes from investors is, was a really uh, key moment because you can know, you can then find out that or discover that you can go to other different investors and essentially complete the round. So getting that kind of, yeah, first yes from investors was was a real kind of good moment for the company. Well, congratulations. And yeah, in, in fundraising, you only need one yes at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Many, many no's, but one yes is all you need. Yeah. What do you wish you'd known before starting Omnifia? Yeah, for me, it's probably a ton of things that I can't think of right now. Um, but for me, having, maybe it's like having a focus on validating the product as fast as possible. So instead of maybe doing a lot of development in regards to the back end, and we did a lot of work around uh, building this whole integration system and we could have actually validated our, our product faster without doing that whole piece of work. So really if I started another company or did this whole thing again, it would be focusing on maybe mock-ups first and getting a front end to users and getting something really visual in front of people to, to validate the product in a kind of really fast and streamlined way that would save months and in some cases maybe a year or so yeah user testing is really key yeah because otherwise it's much harder to fix afterwards and as a founder and ceo of a startup i imagine you you know come across various sorts of contracts what are the key contracts that you interact with the most? Yeah, being a tech company, it'd probably be NDAs, critical importance that we keep our IP confidential and, and secure and so on and so forth. We deal a lot with NDAs, but also advisor agreements as well. And generally employment contracts as well, I would say are the ones we use the most. Yeah, what do you see legislate that startups use the most? 
When we work with startups, we often help them with their employment contracts because yes, you can borrow someone's template. You could, if for example, you're leaving the corporate world, take your own employment contract and, and use that as the template. But often what you don't realize is that the philosophy of that template is aligned with that specific company, whether it's around IP, whether it's around restrictions. And that's something which isn't really great to just copy paste over mm -hmm. and and especially where in employment law there are often updates unless you're monitoring the laws or the updates then you can have clauses which are not enforceable or if you have been editing the contract itself then you do have references which are not consistent with each other which just makes it all a bit messy and and really legislate what we try to do is say there's no need to uh, worry about your templates you can just use legislate answer questions about yourself your company your employees and you'll end up with contracts which are tailored to your specific requirement yeah. um, on no legal budget. So with everything which is consistent, it gives you the protection, gives you the transparency post-signature as well, because we can, for example, if you're a founder and you've hired a bunch of people and you, for example, let's say quite three or four employees are still on their probationary periods, we can very easily help you answer questions like, okay, how many of my employees' probationary periods are ending in you know, the next month? Or mm -hmm. uh, when is an employee's anniversary coming up? Or you know how many of my employees have a three-month notice period versus a six-month notice period, for example? These are all questions which we make it easy to answer. So I say employment, that was a very long answer, but employment no, contracts are pretty much the key contracts from startups. Yeah, that's... Just because IP is really critical in the early days. Yeah, yeah no, that's really interesting. We, we could definitely use some kind of specific type of contracts because... When you go out searching for a lot of these templates, as you often do at the start of a business and, and creating a company, none of them, I don't know, a lot of them aren't relevant to you and to technology businesses, and there's not many available um, for use. So yeah, having them tailored for that kind of specific case is, is really important. And, and, and when you mentioned, you know, you were looking for templates and you, mm. you know, and it's more important to tailor, did you use a law lawyer or a law firm or did you, you know, rely on some tool? We used a combination of different <laughs> efforts. We utilized seed legals through a lot of the different kind of contract templates because we, we did the whole round of them. So it was a lot easier to utilize their agreements that they have in place and they typically work with some startups. So yeah, that's mainly the, what we used, but yeah, we're kind of open to also looking at all these other different options on the table as well, because there's a lot of complexity involved and often you don't see everything that you need in, in different vendors. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you guys have as well. Tour of Legislate. And I think it is important to have a tool which gives you access to your contract data. Mm. And that's really, obviously we want to make sure that the templates are great and top notch and easy to tailor, but really at the end of the day, our focus is around the data and the contracts and making that data usable to you. And who knows, maybe one day that data could be accessible to Onifia uh, in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So I'm conscious that I've already taken a lot of your time. So I'm going to ask you the closing question we ask mm -hmm. all our guests. If you're being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you? I'll keep it short and sweet then. I think for me, brevity, because I'm not a lawyer myself and it's important that they're as simple as possible and it's easily understandable for people that aren't lawyers as well. And also I think secondly, just the ability to sign easily 
as well is really important. Sometimes you don't always get that kind of chance to do the quick signature. So I think that saves a lot of time. Great, great answer. Obviously, uh, signing quickly is, is really key, but only if you really understand what you're signing, because otherwise you might you know, regret. But, but yeah, that's definitely something we try to, to do at Legislate. Thank you very much for taking the time. Best of luck going out of beta and, and going to the public and, uh, and speak soon. Yep. Cheers, Charles. Thanks a lot for having me on.